0: Welcome to Casual FC, an Angel City preview pod. I'm your host, Mario Salazar, with the hobnobbing with the FO co-host, Angela Morales. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk to and get to know one of our supporters groups who make up the heart and soul of La Fortaleza in the north end of the stadium. Today, our special guest is Tori from the founding supporters group, Rebellion 99. Hey, Tori.
1: Howdy. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Tell us about yourself.
1: uh uh-huh. Yeah. Um, i like long walks on the beach. I know. Champagne.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to say, I, I will either confirm or deny that I'm on any online dating apps. Yeah, no, my name is Tori, they, them pronouns, and I am the president of Rebellion 99, and I am super excited to join you guys tonight. A little bit about me, I was born in Costa Rica, but raised here in LA, and... My family would say that I probably have always had a ball, in particular a soccer ball by my feet ever since I was little. So soccer has been a big part of my life, and so it probably comes as no surprise to a lot of people in my life that like being a part of Rebellion and connected with Angel City happened over the last course of the last three years. Yeah, it's been great. So I grew up, yeah, here in LA, San Gabriel Valley. Uh, went to school down in Long Beach, and then just, yeah, have never have never left the West Coast and. California That's, I guess a little bit about me in a nutshell, I like the pose oh I will can I give a shout out to my cats because
1: yes, only if you play this episode <laughs> for them also only... wanna,
2: the reason I want to give the shout out is because in case you hear a meow or things falling around <laughs> in the background it is because the three of them are absolute medicine <laughs> right now they are quietly sleeping we'll see how long that lasts so anyway shout out to my cats <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you mentioned that you are Costa Rican. Mm -hmm. How quickly did you like shoot into the stratosphere with the Rocky news?
2: Listen, I have been a fan of hers for a long time. I really enjoy her style of play. And yeah, when that news broke, it was, yeah, it was, it was just great and wonderful. And I think even more so than the fact that she and I share some nationality, it was more like we have a midfielder. Like (laughs) my little coaching heart was so excited by that. So good all around, good all around. And we, in rebellion, we have several members who are also from Costa Rica and Central America, and they were all very excited. We made a little welcome graphic for her and put that out. So hopefully she saw it. And I know we're really excited to see her play this season. Yeah.
0: Nice. I love it. That's
1: fantastic. So you also mentioned you always had, especially a soccer ball with, with you, around you. Kicking around, did you play? Did you coach? Give us your soccer background. How did you come to yeah. the sport,
2: essentially? Uh, how did I come to the sport? My sister's godfather at the time put a ball by my feet in the backyard and was like, here, walk. And that was it. <laughs> this <laughs> is how go you're gonna learn way. how to walk.
1: Yeah. It's like the most Latino thing ever. I, yeah, there absolutely.
2: So, yeah, I really, really got into soccer, I organized soccer, essentially, here. I played over in aws so region two. Made up of Arcadia, Monrovia, all those cities. Started playing Red Ball and loved it. My first team was the Roadrunners, and our uniforms were brown and yellow. I don't know what we were doing (laughs) in 1986, but that was the color we got. It seems like color palette, yeah.
1: I was going to say that is
2: very on brand. Yeah, and then I think I was like a Pink Panther the next year. I don't know, lots of different colors come to mind. But I just started playing NYS, started playing Red Ball, and... When I was little, I was a striker, and my motivation for scoring was donuts. Anytime I got a goal, <laughs> I got a donut. And then my dad... That's good motivation. <laughs> my dad was like, "It's you're getting too many donuts, so now I have to do donut holes. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. But yeah, and then I ended up... Tra- and I Yeah, and so I ended up staying in, in rec ball for a while, and then made the transition to playing club soccer with the San Anita Soccer Club, and stayed with them for my entire club career, and was lucky enough to play with a lot of the girls I grew up with in the area, ended up on very similar club teams, and then we all ended up playing high school together, at a local private school, and yeah, so played throughout my entire career, all the way through college, and then really in college, I got my first opportunity to start coaching, and that kind of set me off on that career path, so it worked out, because I went into Cal State Long Beach studying athletic training, and thought, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to tape ankles, and give people ice, and do all of that, I and mean, my, my goal at the time was to like work for a professional team. And then I got there and was like, yeah, this is a lot of work. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot
1: of anatomy and physiology that goes into this more so than I do about in high school. Um, and uh, They don't tell you that part. They just tell you the cool listen, stuff, not the Oh here, have Ochem at nine thirty in the morning. No my two
2: hardest classes at Long Beach were anatomy and
1: physiology. I will admit I took them more than once. Physiology so needs to be set on fire that is the worst class i've ever taken in my <laughs> whole life I, <laughs> once i hate physiology i will take every anatomy class on a yeah. planet once i got a petition
2: to try different professors because i just realized like my learning style was not it wasn't i wasn't getting the tools that i needed to succeed and i had heard there, were, there was a new professor coming in so i opted to try to petition to do that and once i did that it made a lot just for my learning style it made a lot more sense so i got right. i got through it and graduated I have the diploma to prove it. Yeah, but <laughs> I, it, all of that to say, I ended up switching from athletic training to sports psychology and coaching. And then my focus and concentration was coaching. So that really is what like allowed me to essentially for my degree. I had to work with teams. And so I started coaching at Carson High School. That was my first high school position as a head coach. And then moved from there to a bunch of different high schools, both public and private uh, over the last like 22 years. So yeah, it's been a long career. And this has been like only the second year where I haven't actively been coaching. I do, I'm a part of the Angel City Coaching Network, which is a really cool project that falls under the community for Angel City. And so I was lucky enough to be part of a Twinnings project last year with Fish and another coach, Danny, and we had a great time. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. So when I'm not doing all of that, I'm busy with rebellion stuff and then working,
0: so yeah. Nice.
1: You have so much free time, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah so much my between <laughs> all you live in the free time Listen, pool.
2: my friends know my good friends know that once the schedule drops oh we'll see you at some <laughs> point i really better <laughs> take advantage of the off season and <laughs> see people but there's, yeah. there's a break in there's the middle lot.
0: right there's some t- <laughs> at least this year we'll have an olympic break so that's yes yeah. nice. well but, an olympic break yeah. yet NWL wants to do a whole other tournament like i i'm guessing leeds cup style so we'll see what happens <laughs> during that break yeah, who knows yeah so with the fact that you've been around soccer for your entire life can you pinpoint your favorite Wolso memory it doesn't it doesn't even have to be Wolso. it just could be your favorite football memory in general but prior to anything acfc yeah
2: yeah absolutely you know i think there's definitely a handful of highlights that I think about when I look back on, on my own playing career, my own coaching career. I think playing for me was I had the opportunity in college to study abroad. My spring semester, there was a student exchange program between Long Beach State and the University of Cardiff in Wales. And I was like, cool, I'll apply and do that. And so I had a little bit of a switching off with another student and took. I packed all my soccer stuff just on the off chance that, oh, somebody might want to knock the ball around and hang out. And one of the student athletes that I went with from Palm Beach was she was playing for at the time for the division one team at school. And I was playing for the women's club team at school. And so we both got there and we had a great time. And she was like, Hey, do you want to come with me to training and just check it out? I've been talking to the team a little bit. I was like, Yeah, sure. I'll tag along. And it's the memory sticks out because I had no intention of really playing anything serious over there. And then I had never experienced cold to that extreme. <laughs> and the first night I went to training, it is absolutely pouring rain, and not like California rain, like mixture of like sleet and like freezing like, oh, like it hurt it, rain. It hurt to breathe. Rain. It hurt if my skin was exposed at all to the elements, and I just was like I don't even know what I'm doing out here right now. Like I'm going to come home a popsicle and I somehow made it through the whole training. I ran probably my slowest mile time of my entire life because I just felt like it was just frozen. And I was like, there's no way. They're not going to invite me to come back. They're going to be like, what in the world? And luckily enough, I get an invite to come back and ended up playing with the squad for the whole season. And it was just really fun. I met all kinds of friends. I'm still in touch with them today. We see each other when we can. And it was good for my game in general and my my knowledge of the game because I'd never been exposed to the game outside of the U.S. So learning different styles of and different tactics and different strategies and all of this. And one of my good friends, Carrie Harris, is, went on to become a player coach and then coach and then the team actually turned into, a, I believe they're professionals now in Wales. And so she ended up being the general manager for them. And we've stayed in contact and everything like that. And so it's just been great. That was definitely one of the highlights for me in, in my college career. And then my coaching career, I think one of my greatest accomplishments was just more recently when I was coaching here at South Pasadena High School. I was able to take the team at the time, a really talented group of players. They won the Rio Hondo League Championship twice back to back, and then they became Division 5 champions and state semifinalists all in the same year. So it was something that school hadn't accomplished in a long time. And my tie to them was my club coach there when I was much younger, and he was the first, or one of the first coaches there to take the team to a CIF title. And I always remember him talking about it, he was really proud about it, and the night that we won, both he and the other only other coach, there's three of us out that have won a title for South Pass, and all three of us got to hang out together that night, and it was just really cool to have them come full circle because these were guys in the community that coached rec ball and coached club, and then had the opportunity to work at this particular high school and stuff, and so that was just a really big accomplishment for me. Personally, and it also tied into my high school career because I won two Seattle titles. And so it was just like all like it was just things that as a player, I was like, man, it'd be great to have the opportunity to come back as a coach and win a title like this. And so people check it off my bucket list. It was really cool.
1: Yeah. So what you're telling us is that you're a local <laughs> legend. Got it. Hardly. Got it. Hardly. Oh. <laughs> no, because as someone who is in record books, me. At both my high school and community college. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. A local legend, Tori Lanthrope. Okay. I
2: don't know. I don't, but I appreciate, I definitely appreciate the call, but I just don't think of myself that way. I think of myself as just somebody who is really passionate about the game and who still to this day wants to understand it better for my own, just my own interests and my own knowledge and stuff so that I can essentially share that passion and teach other people about mm-hmm. it neither of my nieces are interested so I'm a little sad about that <laughs> but you can't pass it I will on. say that I know I'm like I was like oh when my first niece was born I was like she's gonna be the soccer player no didn't take to it and then second niece was born oh she's gonna be soccer player she also did not take to it they both love softball which is great because I also played that but no I just I think it's just something where I think the other all of this ties together with my position in Rebellion and my membership to rebellion because I just love talking soccer and I love that almost every time we have a home match and even away matches, it's just a chance to talk about the game and find that commonality and then find other things that I find in common with essentially total stranger. And that's been really fun and exciting. And you know, I think it's also think that is unique and valuable to us as adults. Everyone knows it's really hard to make friends as an adult. Like here's a great community <laughs> of people in LA that love this game and love this team. So let's all be weird soccer nerds together and just have a tailgate and goop around and cheer our faces off and yell at the referees. Like all of that to me is is, is really fun and exciting about. (laughs) Emphasis on the referees. Especially the end of referees. But yeah.
1: We have talked about that plenty (laughs) on this show. Especially because... One of my friends... I don't know if you know this. One of my friends from Long Beach, we were always together, is a ref. She... I have seen her on the pitch and I've been like, hey, hey yo, I'm not going to name her name because I don't proceed. want her... I don't want her to suffer more than she has to. Yeah. Because she's, she's a FIFA ref. She's got way more training than the majority of the pro refs do. But... I have strong feelings about the referees. Yeah. yeah. I think...
2: Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. Never, anyone that's listening, if you ever look at in section one oh five where Rebellion hangs out during a match, you can see our yellow yellow cards and red cards go
0: up fairly often the referees. Sometimes happen. the refs need like active education as they're refing the matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the exactly. job training. That's exactly.
1: really We're what just trying
0: is. to it be get you to be the best you can be. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So tell us, how did Rebellion99 form? And then how did you join? So
2: our, I guess our legacy and our lore, all start with a banner, a simple piece of fabric that had a painted message that was really simple. And it just said, bring NWSL to LA. And I saw it at good old BMO one evening from across the stadium. And my first thought was like, oh, that's really cool. And also, yeah, why don't we have a team here? And I was like, I wonder who that is and how I could get involved. And then I think it was like shortly after that, that like the online petition launched and I signed up for that and I was like, keep in the loop. And from that grew Rebellion 99. And really from that little banner, so grew Angel City, Julie Ehrman, Natalie Portman, Karen Norman, all of them in one shape or form saw the banner and got together and the rest is history. The really, our origin story is that banner, which we're really proud of. We've now grown into a a pretty good sizable supporters group with members from all over LA and all over California and and internationally as well, which is really fun and exciting. And yeah, so we're just excited to come back for season three and keep the good vibes going for sure.
1: Lots of good vibes to be had. I'm very excited. And just for the listeners who maybe were confused about the shout out to Tori's (laughs) Cats, we did have a visitor. We don't record the video, but I got to see one just of the cats come out and be like, Hello, He's like what's up? Okay. They just kinda Yeah, they just
0: what was out that? What's going on. One cat like poked their head in and then all of a sudden there was another cat behind you. I know you have two, but I think it was the same cat, so it was like, Oh, ninja cat just jumped in. I have yeah, I have three. Oh, three. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. They all went back to sleep again, so hopefully they stay up. Off the camera yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like when anybody had like zoom calls or conference calls with during lockdown lockdown of the pandemic somebody's dog is saying everybody's show me the dog <laughs> i don't care about what we're talking yeah. about anymore there's yeah, a creature another...
2: <laughs> if you ever were to join a rebellion council meeting you can often see one or more of them climbing around in the background or sticking their face completely in the zoom camera and so they they are no strangers to our mind cameos, <laughs>
0: per se.
1: Back to Rebellion 99. What is the elevator pitch if somebody asks you, who is Rebellion? What are you guys about? Yeah, absolutely. what's
2: what? the founding supporters <laughs> group for Angel City, we're so, also a nonprofit organization, which we're also really proud about. So our mission statement is really about creating an inclusive space for fans from all over to come together and help us not only grow the game here locally, but grow that game also globally, and then also have opportunities to give back to the surrounding community while we do that. So we are constantly looking for ways to connect with lots of different people groups, community groups in and around Los Angeles throughout the season, whether that's donation drives, uh, monetary value, or like items like clothing or toys, things like that. And other opportunities that we provide for our members are A chance again to connect with other members and other fans and do really fun things like come to tailgates and help us create banners and flags that we wave around and we offer opportunities for members to travel together to away games and it's really about building community and doing it in a way where you know again the, the central part is soccer and it is angel city but you know we've seen a lot of our members connect and the fun part is watching them hang out outside of Angel City Games, like they find again those other common interests, whether it's different types of books that they're into, or art, or photography, or like, I don't even know. One big thing is like trading cards. We have a huge group of our members who love the Parkside trading cards, shout out to Parkside, and they love trading them and they and it's like a big thing. And So it's really fun to help fans in general and then our members. Uh, as well as find that way to build their own community and things like that yeah so i would say the elevator pitch is if you want to come hang out with a bunch of soccer crazy people and talk soccer and eat good food and again have a good time then rebellion might be a group you want to check out and come hang out with
0: i swear i didn't know that there were trading cards of nwsl players and so when i found out i was like oh this makes 10-year-old Mario so happy. I never got into them just because I'm like, I don't, there's so much stuff that are still in boxes around my house. Like, I'm not going to enjoy them. And my daughter was a little too young to enjoy them. Like, they would have just became trash right away. But maybe there's time. Maybe there's, she can get into, into the trading card thing later on. Yeah,
2: I grew up collecting baseball cards. I still have a box that I actually stopped at a local baseball card shop in Monrovia a few weeks ago and was like, Do you guys take the like, old boxes of cards? And they were kind of like, You can like bring it in and we'll evaluate them. And, you know, I was like, Great. But I was actually talking to them. I was like, Do you sell any of the NWSL cards? And they were like, No, what are those? So I gave the whole pitch <laughs> on behalf of Borg's on behalf of Parkside and Angel City, I was like, you should really talk to these people about me. And the cool thing was, is they had other soccer trading cards. A lot of them were Premier League and things like that. So it's something where, you know, I think that a lot of us, I guess I'm technically an elder millennial. I don't even know where I fall anymore, but
1: Nice. You know, uh,
2: growing up, yeah, collecting baseball cards. I had Pogs. Anybody knows what a Pog Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yep. Still
1: have Pogs somewhere.
2: <laughs> I wish I had some, because I'm pretty sure I do. They were pretty cool there were certain things that like, like we grew up doing and then to have the opportunity to do that again with something that again just has such a close tie and interest to what i'm into now with obviously angel city it's been really fun and i am a nerd and i carry my cards at most games so if anybody wants to come trade let me know but also <laughs> well, cards, listen, the amount of I the I Disney pin pins i have is also ridiculous so i will say <laughs> I think that i'm
0: part of that group too i have
2: a yeah ton. it's so many but it's fun and it's i don't know i guess everyone has their things they're into but it was i think it was last season when we went i went to our what was it that was like a watch party at one of the local bars here yes. i met a woman just randomly last year and had my trading card for me and she had never seen female players of any sport on a trading card and she was like this is the most fantastic thing i've ever seen and some players from the team happened to be there uh, and I had gone over to get a, a few things signed and had brought them back. And so of course I was super stoked and yeah. And so it's just fun things like that where again, you're meeting all kinds of people that maybe you wouldn't necessarily meet before and you're finding commonalities that just tie into Angel City, but yeah, the trading cards have been really big and stuff. So we're, we're we always have them. If you come by a rebellion tailgate, we usually have a table where you can just trade and grab what you want leave what you don't want behind or whatever. And, yeah, that's been really fun to to be part of. That's it's awesome. Cool. Yeah,
0: we've been talking about a lot about the whole like equity and just being able to have things in front of you. And if you don't have them in front of you, you don't really know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. And the, the fact that these cards are out there, there's probably a lot of people that don't know about them yet. They would be ecstatic to find out about them. And I think just bringing it up and making it more of a prominent thing is always. A great thing. Yeah, we, the episode before this one, or a few episodes before this one with Elizabeth, we, it was all about that. Yeah.
1: All about representation and, and being able to see yourself and other people and how that changes your ability to like do things. Just as, especially as a woman or as a, as somebody who isn't like a, a dude. Honestly, any care, any, characteristics It's not just a man you don't see yourself as often and it was a really interesting conversation with her because she the woman we we're talking about hosts another podcast but she was a, a professional cyclist did all this kind of, she's oh, like oh, yeah, yeah like there were i didn't know i could do that yeah good and it's like you said you met someone who didn't know there were women yeah. and to have to be yeah. able to give that person that experience be like oh yeah this is a whole thing like I would bet money on the fact that they were like, I need to buy these <laughs> cards and or pick some yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, so that it gives that little kid version of yourself the validation of, oh, yeah, I'm on yeah. a trading card. And it's just so cool what the league is doing with that, what this team is doing with that, all that kind of stuff. I could talk about this forever and I'd probably end up crying <laughs> and do yeah, that tonight.
0: No tears podcast. No tears, but, no tears, tears on this podcast. I mean, sh- on,
1: this, on episode. this episode. Not this
0: podcast. <laughs> There's, um, There should be a running tally of did Angela cry on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> just in in the corner, a little, little tally mark. We get,
1: just honestly, like my voice crack talking about Allie Krieger, my voice crack talking about representation in sports, like anything where it's like high level, we need to have more of this or that, or this is the impact here. I'm like... <laughs> On this side, like, I'm fine, I promise. I try and mute myself so fast and never fails. My voice cracks mid-sentence and Mario's just (laughs) like, what are you doing?
0: With Rebellion, and it's something we were asking all the SGs, was like, you guys have just really fun access to the team or with events and you're a huge part of the community and what makes game day special i think without having us up in the north end of that stadium it's a whole different vibe what's your favorite memory about or with acfc it's only been a two-year memory but still there's been some there's been some cool events i think outside of the stadium outside of game day but then there's been some really cool events during game day do you have a memory that stands out for you
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I've definitely referenced this before when talking with other people and things like that. But I think for me personally, my most vivid memory will always be that first home match and the the times we scored. I have been to many, many a professional match. And to to backtrack a little bit to one of my other favorite memories in general was I sat behind the goal in 1999 when Randy Chastain scored the winning goal. The winning PK of that. Excuse uh, me? World Cup match.
1: What?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's...
1: Not even to just be there, but to be behind the goal and watch that. And then I
2: had... So I went to that World Cup, and then I had the opportunity to go to the World Cup in 2019 and was in the stands when the U.S. team scored 13 goals in a match. Like, just some big moments and big matches. And all that to say, that first home match for us i had never gotten goosebumps watching a goal go in and every time we scored that night it was Mm a visceral reaction i i don't think i could even yell or scream because i was just like floored this was real life this was actually happening in front of me and yeah i just i had goosebumps every single time and it was just
1: (laughs) i have goosebumps yeah it was it
2: was it from I think, especially for me, it was like a mark of so many things for me personally coming together and just my intense love for this sport coming together and it all happening here in LA hometown. Like, this was something that so many of us had been waiting on for so long. And so that that really stood out to me that first season. And I think last year, it was probably Sydney's bicycle kick. Like, I was right behind the goal (laughs) when that went in. And it was like, (laughs) all of us just lost our minds. It was like, did that just really happen? Did she not only were we like playing so well as a team to have that happen on top of all of that was just like is this like is this again is this real life like somebody pinched me like this is (laughs) insane so yeah i think all of that and then just we've had so many fun times in our little rebellion little family section over there like last year we did a really fun like little mini banner for clarice for Bastille day and we all wore berets and had baguettes and little mustaches and trying to connect with players in a way that's <laughs> unique to them. She came over, she thought it was hilarious. She really enjoyed it. So we have a lot of members that have a lot of great ideas for things like that, that really allow us those opportunities to connect with the team in ways that are unique and special for them. And I think, yeah, we do our best to also support the players as best we can. Every year we put together a really cool welcome gift for players and then things like that where it's not really about the gift. It's more just like we're excited you're here, right? We're excited to have you. We are excited to to support you. We're excited to see you excel on and off the pitch and things like that. And yeah, and then there's also fun times where seeing them at outside events, like the membership event last year at the museum, the Natural History Museum, was really fun. Like the, I hang out with Simone Charlie by the fish tank and talking to (laughs) Ali Riley next to the Endeavor, just getting the melding of these iconic things about LA and then here you have some of these fan favorite players that are just hanging out and having a good time with you. I think the team's done a good job of trying to create those events for fans and for our members and stuff. Yeah. Probably my highlight list i think so far that's a pretty that's a pretty good highlight list yeah
1: yeah no big deal just like major things
2: (laughs) oh and i will say i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one more in there because we talked a lot i'm referencing a lot of like home things i think last year when we went to san diego and we beat them and the entire away section where we were sitting just went insane that was a fun game getting to travel with not only Rebellion members, but other supporter groups is always a really good time. And we did our little march into the stadium with our smoke and our, we actually had the fireworks last year. It was like, we came to play and it was like, just the icing on, or the cherry on top of the, I don't know, Sunday was winning that game in the way that we
0: did, doing it in their stadium. That was really fun too. Was That, yeah. that was the infamous balloon match, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, balloon gate.
1: Balloon gate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, can't, Drum gate. I can neither confirm or deny like that we might have things up our sleeve. But yeah, if, we'll be back. We'll be back. Sandy. If, like
0: if you would like to know what Balloon Gate means, just uh, DM us and we'll give you like we'll, the quick we'll rundown.
1: The, the quick and dirty. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so what absolutely. is when it comes to Rebellion and getting to know more about you guys? Like We've talked a bunch here, but what advice do you have for the casual fans that are like, oh, this might be my supporter group. What where can they get more information about you? How can they find out about you? All that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So we have our
2: our, our main website, which is Rebellion99. You can always find information there about who we are as council members, our board of directors, our membership information, all kinds of stuff that it would is great to reference. But you can also follow us on social media. We have our Twitter account and Instagram account and we have a TikTok account. Um, I believe they're all under NWSL two LA. One of those handles I can give you guys the actual handles and we can square that out. But yeah, we're all over social media. Basically, we're trying our best to stay relevant and stay on trend. You will not catch me doing any TikTok dances though. I am not going to do that. But I never had
1: There's
2: a little hard line to stand there as an elder millennial. But yeah, no, we do a lot of a lot of our events and a lot of our membership information is again always online. Mostly through Instagram and a lot through, I guess I keep calling it Twitter, but it's X now. So it's whatever. Twitter. Try it's it's that little burn. I don't think anybody calls it hands. X to be totally honest. But yeah, we just had a, a really great event. We just had our our first meetup of the season, which was a bonfire. And so, like things like that, will also always be posted on our social media. And those are typically open to any ACFC fan, not only just our members. If you want to come check it out and see what we're about, you're welcome to to join us for those events and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh we hit the bonfire the other weekend and we do have a brand new event we're trying out this year called cards and community which will be a trading card event it's probably by the time this airs though it will have already happened so hopefully people will help come to it but yeah we're trying it out we're just gonna do a hang out at a brewery and trade trading cards that's gonna come up on february the 17th and then beyond that we're probably We're going to start planning our first tailgate of the season for the whole match on the 16th. So we'll have all that information posted somewhere online, I'm sure. Probably pretty soon, actually. And then, yeah, beyond that, we haven't had a chance to sit down and plan a whole lot. But we are doing something new as a council this year where we're actually going to have our own little planning party, and that's this weekend. So we're going to get together and do our best to plan out the whole year. So once we have more of that in place, then... You know, we'll happily share that with you guys and keep you guys posted about that. And obviously you guys are always welcome to come join us at those events. Yeah. And I think it's something where, you know, whether we're traveling or we're home for home matches, like we like I keep saying, we just we invite anyone to come on by and stop on by and just chat with us. We always have fun things like stickers and stuff to give away and sometimes we do raffle things and whatnot. So it's just always a good time. And we usually have pretty good food. If you have suggestions or <laughs> ideas on food you want to see this year, give us a shout, let us know. Yeah. So we're all, we're always just trying to make sure people can come to see and have a good time.
1: Awesome. So Mario did a little investigative journalism in the background Not and really. got the got the handles of Instagram and Twitter and all the good things. So if you are wanting to follow Rebellion 99 on Instagram and Twitter, you can find them at NWSL underscore L A. And then on TikTok, it's rebellion.99. So go follow, go support them. You join them as a supporter group. At least you'll see how much fun they're having and maybe you'll have FOMO and maybe that's what makes you join them as a group. I know I follow the majority or the podcast account. We follow all the different supporter groups and it's, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that, <laughs> but I am one person and weekends are scarce. Keep up the good work. You guys are doing a lot of really good things for the team, for the city, for the members and the supporter group, like, you, you guys are out there in force, always. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. And I, I think the last thing I would say too is if you ever happen to wander in 105, let us know that you're there.
2: We're happy to say hi. We have some really fantastic council members that are always trying to connect with fans and things like that. And I think the other thing to clarify too is like to be a member of Rebellion, you don't have to be in section 105 during matches. You can sit wherever mm-hmm. you want in the CDM, like wherever your tickets are, you can sit there. You can still be a member, but you don't have to necessarily be in 105 in the standing section, because we understand people standing for a full 90 minutes isn't the way they want to enjoy the game. But what I would say to any fan that's listening is, when you hear all of the supporter groups get loud and rowdy, we want the whole stadium this year to really get in on the chance with us. We have some really fun choreographed chants that we do. So if you see us dancing around, you can dance around in your seat in section 113, 135, wherever you're at. Like we want the stadium this year to be even louder. And I think. For sure, we want that to happen on our opening match on the 16th, because we're going to kick off this brand new rivalry with the Bay. And I think I can see for all of the Royal Council, like we consider the Bay more of a rival than San Diego, just because there's already that NorCal and SoCal (laughs) kind of vibe (laughs) happening. So again, see, if you see us jumping around and waving our arms around or taking the cell phones out with the lights on. We want the whole stadium in on it this year. So the louder and rowdier the best can be, the
0: better it will be for our players and overall. I'm still, I'm still putting in for just creating a California cup and calling it the San Andreas cup with a big giant crack down the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, we have a Liberty Bell
2: in our history of a country. So why not make it a trophy that has a giant crack in it? (laughs)
1: Like how cool would that be? The Liberty Bell. down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be amazing. So, and it, I think it'll be really exciting to see, especially for us here in California, how that's going to play out this year. Having, we're no stranger to having multiple teams in cities and things like that. But I think it'll be really fun to see how that plays out. And then essentially all the way up, all the way up the West coast, including
0: Portland, Seattle. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for year three to see how we do, but yeah. Just having the fact that Bay and San Diego are both the drivable rivalries. <laughs> like yeah. you can drive mm-hmm. to those port Portland and Seattle, mm, yes, yeah, a little bit more.
1: You can. You technically can drive, but like, do you no. want to? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I've done. I've done that road trip, and it's beautiful. Unless you go up the five, then it's just cows, <laughs> right? But like, right, it's gorgeous, but it's so yeah. long. It it's so long. <laughs> yeah,
2: and yeah, I, we want to see as many fans as possible down. In San Diego with us. I know it'll be in August. We'll be probably August be busy 1 not at a 1 p.m. kickoff. But mm. come with us. Come hang out. Why do they do this to us? I don't know. But and then when we go up to the bay. It's not really the bay though. It's San Jose. We go up to San Jose on the 22nd. We want people to come with us to that game too. Get your little travel bags ready. and Let's go for it. I think we can. I think this rivalry kickoff in lots of different directions. So that'll be fun.
0: hmm Yeah. That would be awesome. Love to see a giant contingent just go up there and show 'em what's what. Yeah, thank you, Tori, for joining us on this little kind of exploration of all of the supporters groups. I think fans are going to dig all of these episodes and please go check them out. All the groups have tents out on the grass in front of the stadium, pretty much every single home game and nobody bites just go check them out go hang out with everybody ask questions bring trading cards if you have them and hang out with rebellion and talk to some really cool people and find if this is a thing for you find your group find your tribe and you'll find something for you out there there's something for everyone out there so that's the great part of all of this if you liked it definitely <clears throat> if you like this hit the subscribe button on apple podcast google Podcasts, or youtube whatever it's called by this point spotify and all the other places go ahead and check out casualfc.com for all of the podcast links follow our socials at casualfcpod on instagram twitter threads and tiktok most likely instagram is going to be the place you're going to get most updates but we do all of them at the same time. <laughs> Tell a friend about the pod. It brings us luck. And what we do is we just give that to the team. We started the pod midway last season and we went on an undefeated streak. So there you go. Cause and effect right there. <laughs> and also, if you feel so inclined, help support the pod by buying us a coffee. Check out the link in our socials or go to buymeacoffee.com slash pod Or check out shop.casualfc.com for cool merch we have really silly ideas that are constantly going up on there and yeah that's that so tori thank you so much for being here and we'll see you at the first match
2: yeah i again for having me yeah and we'll see you soon yeah we'll see you guys on march 16th let's do
0: it let's do it all right bye everyone see yeah.
1: bye